episode of the Middle Market Growth Conversations podcast. I'm Katie Mulligan, Editor-in-Chief of ACG's magazine, Middle Market Growth. Today's episode is brought to you by QBE North America, part of QBE Insurance Group Limited, one of the largest insurers and reinsurers worldwide. QBE operates out of 27 countries around the globe with a presence in every key insurance market. Our episode today is the second in a series delving into the findings of a recent survey from QBE about the risks and concerns on the minds of middle market business leaders. For today's conversation, I'm joined by John Beckman, Chief Underwriting Officer for QBE, who's here to talk about the liability and litigation risks for mid-sized companies and what's driving that risk. John, thanks for joining me. Thank you, Katie. QBE recently published a report, like I just mentioned, about the risks that mid-sized companies are facing. Where did liability and litigation risks rank among the concerns of business leaders today? I'd say, you know, we were really excited to sit down and talk to our customers and find out um, what they were concerned about. And liability risk on its own was a top five risk within that report. More than half of our customers or potential customers had a high level of concern about liability risk and less than 2% considered it a low level risk. Uh, Litigation was a little further down, but I think liability and litigation risk are similar. And if you put them together, it would be the top concern of middle market clients. Mm -hmm. And just for context, how do you distinguish between liability risk and, and litigation risk? When I think about insurance, there's a first party risk and a third party risk. And what I mean by that is a first party risk is when one of our customers, their own property is damaged or someone or something that they work with is damaged and we help make them whole. Third party is when something happens and a customer or someone outside of your organization is hurt. So to me, that liability risk is the the risk and the damages potentially you could cause to a customer or another person associated with your business that doesn't work for you. And litigation risk is more the risk around when that happens, going to court and incurring defense costs and spending time and energy to try to to settle that claim. Mm -hmm. Got it. And you mentioned that combined, these represent a a significant risk area for mid-sized companies. Can you talk about what's driving that increase in risk? One of the biggest drivers of the increased risk from, from liability is social inflation. And when insurers talk about social inflation, what they mean is, the propensity for jurors today to look at an individual who is hurt and want to compensate them and see across the aisle a corporation that has much deeper pockets than an individual person does. And it just means that the juries are more likely to find the, the corporation at fault and more likely to award bigger damages based on how much that corporation can afford to pay to the person who was injured. And where have you seen social inflation have the greatest impact? I'd say the number one place where social inflation has the biggest impact is in the claims where someone is seriously injured. So the more serious the injuries, the more likely the juries have been to try to find a way to make sure that that person's hospital bills are taken care of, their, their lost wages are taken care of, their children are able to continue going to their schools in those places within lines of business, we've really seen it mostly in commercial auto and general liability, a little bit less in DNO. One of the things I think that's really key here is that social inflation isn't something that just, you know, wasn't like a switch was flipped and all of a sudden on January 1st, 2020, we started to have social inflation. 
it's actually tied to any claim that's in the judicial process, almost no matter what time it actually happened. And there's some really interesting drivers of social inflation, everything from how jurors feel about business to increased legal advertising. So I was hoping you could walk us through some of those factors and how they contribute to rising risks for mid-sized companies. Right. I think that's a really good question and really good thing to talk about. From, from my standpoint, there is a rising sort of antagonism between the individual consumer and corporation. And what we're seeing is juries taking the side of the, of the individual consumer and sort of trying to punish almost some of those corporations. So what we see a lot of times is the juries look for ways to punish a company. And what I mean by that is the losses that are awarded not only cover someone's expenses for their health care, for pain and suffering, for lost wages, but also something that's specifically meant, they call it punitive damages, something that's specifically meant to punish the, the organization. And what's happened over time is that desire to do that has gone from the really big companies out there. It's now starting to affect the middle market customers that we sell insurance to, and they're starting to see it as well. In the last 10 years or so, from 2009 to 2019, the number of people who are expressing confidence in, in large businesses and medium-sized businesses is decreasing. They actually are saying they have little confidence from 22% in 2009 to 32% in 2019. And one of the really notable examples that comes to mind hearing you talk about that is McDonald's and the notorious hot coffee. Um, is, that, is that kind of what you're, you're getting at here? I think that's exactly right. People are looking for reasons and looking for examples where someone is injured and you want, you want to make sure they're made whole and you're, you're willing to find a company to assign the blame to so that person isn't damaged and left with less money than they otherwise would have had. And what about things like, you know, extending statute of limitations or um, litigation funding, increased attorney advertising? I know these are some of the other things at play here. So I was wondered if you could speak to those and, and if they're contributing to this this increase in social inflation. Yeah, there, there, there's a few drivers like this. So they call them reviver statutes. And what's happening is there were people who are injured and treated poorly and they have a statute of limitations on when they can file a suit to claim damages. And multiple states across the country have extended that time frame for people to file those lawsuits. And that's increasing dramatically, especially in some of the cases around sexual abuse in churches and schools. Another example would be the plaintiff's bar. So the plaintiff's bar is really well organized. And they, when they find a successful strategy that works in a certain kind of case, they do communicate and they share that with other people in the bar. They have conferences where they sit down and talk about, you know, strategies to approach different types of cases. And they're very well organized and they're very good at that. And one of the things that comes out of trying a case like that is they can be expensive. You have to do a lot of digging. You have to spend a lot of time gathering evidence, interviewing people. And that can become expensive and some law firms can't really afford to take that. So that one of the new trends is called litigation funding. And there are multiple companies out there where they're willing to pay for that investigation to share in the law firm's share of the award if there's a successful verdict for the uh, injured party. And so could that potentially result in, you know, a case that maybe wouldn't have had the financial resources to come to court, all of a sudden it can because of these, these funds that are dedicated yeah. to, to support the cases? 
right? I, th I think on a lot of those cases, you would end up in mediation or you'd end up negotiating a settlement. And with that extra funding, people can spend time and take that to a full court case. Mm-hmm. And so hearing you talk about all of this, I'm, I'm wondering how this affects access to insurance or, or pricing for, for mid-sized companies that are looking to secure their own policies. It's definitely having an impact on pricing. Uh, the market is increasing prices for a lot of different reasons right now. But certainly, if you think about insurance costs, it's how many claims are there and how big are they? And to the extent that social inflation is creating larger awards that it's going to work its way and the math just results in the higher insurance premium indications that get filed with the states. So you've established that liability and litigation risks are rising. So I, I guess the question follows, are, are mid-sized businesses prepared to deal with that increased risk? And if not, what steps should they be taking to ensure they're prepared? Well, I think in the study, sort of 40 to 50% of the people that we interviewed and, and, and questioned said they didn't have a risk mitigation strategy, or at least one that wasn't as effective as, as they'd like it to be. And I think that's where your insurance agents, your insurance broker really comes to play is because each industry has its own exposures. Manufacturers have different exposures than contractors. Contractors have different exposures than financial institutions. So, you know, looking beyond just the price of your insurance coverage, is the quality of the coverage and the types of coverages you need that are specific to the way you write your business. Also QBE through our loss control function can help people come up with strategies to mitigate and even prevent some of those losses. I've heard you speak before about the, the value of having coverage across lines with the same carrier. Can you say more about what that means and why that's important? What you don't want to end up with is a situation where you, instead of trying to take a customer or someone that was hurt and help them get better, you end up stuck in court with insurance companies arguing over who's responsible first and who's responsible second. If you buy all your coverage from one carrier, they're going to take that case from start to finish and manage it as best they can. And it just becomes a smoother transaction and a smoother process. There are some really interesting safety and technology solutions out there that um, I, I really wasn't familiar with until, until we started preparing for this interview, um, and those can really help with risk mitigation. Talk about what some of those look like and, and some of the innovative solutions that are, that are out there and that QBE has to offer. Yeah, so that's a really important point, and uh, the best way, the very best way to mitigate the effect of social inflation is not have any claims. So if, if we can avoid someone being injured, if we can avoid someone's property being damaged, we don't end up in a situation that, that the company's better off, our clients better off because they're not they're not involved in something like that. We're better served because we can continue to move forward. Some of the examples are fleet safety programs, um, whether that's telematics and other things that track driving or just best practices in terms of maintenance. You know, there's a lot you can do to make sure that your, the cars or the trucks that your, your company is, is driving out on the road are safe and are prepared to pr prevent accidents. QBE is using more artificial intelligence. We have software you can download on a phone where you can tape your workers performing a repetitive task and it will create and analyze that and point out the points in that process that put the most stress and have the biggest potential to hurt one of your employees. 
we apply analytics to decision-making about selecting defense counsels or even identifying the best medical personnel to provide a service for someone who's hurt, which results in better outcomes, not only for the injured party, but also for our clients in terms of lower costs. Uh, and I think the last thing I would mention is the more we can get involved early before injuries get worse, the, uh, the quicker that person recovers and the less money it costs to get them back to where they were before the injury. Mm-hmm. I want to close by asking you to talk about any other types of advice or, or training that you found to be useful for businesses that want to do more to mitigate liability or, or litigation risk. Well, within our customers' own organizations, one of their exposures is employment practices liability. QBE partners with an independent firm that specializes in identifying practices that are that are safe and will prevent you from having those types of problems, as well as a suite of training and educational resources to help companies stay on top of the latest developments and make sure that they are treating their employees the way they deserve to be treated. In general, training is always good for these sorts of things. Another example would be the Plano Spar. They do a very good job sharing, as we talked about before, but I think what we can do a better job of is sharing within ourselves the the strategies to combat some of those tactics. And so it's having those conversations within the insurance community. Correct. So are we talking about the the effective way to make sure the person who's injured is is made whole, but that some of these strategies don't result in the astronomical verdicts that sometimes come down? Well, we'll close there, but we'll also uh, we'll link out to the report, uh, the report mm-hmm. about risk that we've we've mentioned throughout the conversation, so that listeners can see the full findings from the survey. So I really appreciate you coming on the podcast to to talk about liability and litigation risk, and for the tips about how how mid sized companies can can better prepare to to mitigate some of that. So I'm uh, I'm certainly looking forward to bringing up social inflation on my next Zoom happy hour. So John, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. Thanks, Katie. Thanks for listening to this episode of Middle Market Growth Conversations. Subscribe to the podcast in Apple Podcasts or Google Play, where you can listen to past episodes and hear the next episode in two weeks. While you're there, we'd love if you could rate the show and leave a review to help other listeners find out about us. If you have an idea for a guest or a topic that you'd like to hear on the podcast, we'd love to hear your suggestions. Please email them to editor at acg.org. I'd also encourage you to check out our website, middlemarketgrowth.org, for more content covering the middle market, private capital investment, and trends in middle market M&A.